0: Welcome to Seen God's People with your host, Dennis Beer. Seven, the perfect number of God. And God has sworn, because He could swore by no greater, He swore by Himself. And He shiveth Himself. That is, He swore by Himself seven times over. That that is determined will be done. We find that seven is God's perfect number And everything is built throughout the Word of God on those seven, which is perfection. There in the first verse of Genesis 1, verse 1, we find seven Hebrew words. And that is, in that seven words, there will always be a center or a shamath or a servant branch on which the other three on each side will hold on to and be lifted up by that center word or that center shaft the servant shaft that is the Shema we see Bereshit in the beginning Barah created Elohim that is everything from A to Z that God is Elohim eight that fourth word is eight aloftov it is the longest chapter in the Word of God the Hebrew ABC theory and Jesus is and all the attributes of the Lord, of the Lord God Almighty. He is that Spirit in every attribute. So, when we take a look at Genesis 126, therefore God said, let us make man in our own image. Well, that's a personal pronoun, and we're told by an assumption that That is God speaking to the Son and the Holy Ghost. But, when we take a closer look at it, the very next verse dispels that. So, God made man in HIS own image, singular personal pronoun. Male and female created HE, them, singular personal pronoun. So, immediately we have what some would consider a contradiction in the Word of God. But, there is no contradiction. It is to drive us deeper into the truth when we see an apparent contradiction in the Word of God, which there is no contradiction spiritually. It will look that way in the natural, but when we dig deeper, we'll see that there is no contradiction in the Word of God. When we see that, who is this God? Well, we see Bereshit Barah, Elohim, in the beginning God, and that eight E-H-T, that's the Elav tav that is the center chapter of the Word of God in the Hebrew A-B-C diary, from the Allah to the tav. Hashemayim bayat hayerts, the heaven and the earth. Well, the center shaft there, Bereshit Barah, Elohim, eight, Hashemayim Bayat hayerts, the center shaft there is that eight, the aloftav. Now, in the center of the whole Word of God, is that aloft of all the attributes of God which Jesus Christ claims to be in Revelation 1 verse 8. He says, I'm Alpha and Omega. That's the Greek A to Z. That's the aloft through the Tav in the Hebrew, the beginning and the ending, which is, was, and is to come, the Almighty. Now, very few take a look at that, the Almighty God. We see the same thing again in 1 Timothy six fifteen and 16, that Jesus Christ, the Blessed and only Potentate, the Potentate is Almighty, that's a capital P, who only hath immortality, only Jesus Christ, entering into that light which no man can approach unto, nor see, nor can see. That's the Blessed and only Potentate, the man that's entered in. So, is he just a man? Well, he was emptied out of glory. God himself made himself of no reputation to redeem us that were under the law. There did God send a spirit junior into the earth. No, there is no spirit junior. There's no such thing. Then we have to search the scriptures to see the truth of this. We have to see what God said about himself. Well, let's take a look. Who created the heaven and the earth? Well, Colossians 1:16 to 17, Jesus Christ created all things, whether it be thrones, principalities, powers, things visible, invisible, seen and unseen, were created by Jesus Christ. Well, He's the Word. Some will assume that the Word is the Son of God, that the Father is the Son, and the Son is the Father, and that the Word... Uh, there is the Son of God is a false assumption. The Word is the expression-office of the Spirit. The Word in itself has no flesh and blood. The Word is the invisible Spirit of God and His thought, plan, purpose and will. There, the Father is the invisible Spirit of God. That is the self-existent, eternal Spirit of God, the Father. He's the Lord Jehovah. That is Elohim, El Shaddai. That is the invisible Spirit of God. That is omnipotent, almighty, omniscient, all knowing, omnipresent, everywhere. But it's invisible. You can't see him. Although his power can be seen, yet a manifestation cannot. Therefore, God wanting to be made known to His creation there would make a physical manifestation of Himself. Now, we see many Theophanies and Christophanies in the Old Testament. We see that, uh, uh, for example, Moses on that Mount Sinai, there was a a bush that burned there with fire, yet it was not consumed. Moses said, I'll turn aside and see this great thing. Well, when he said, uh, uh, who is this? God spoke to him, said, I'm the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Moses asked, what is your name that when I go there, I can tell them who sent me? I am that I am. I am that I am? Well, that's certainly the attributes of God, but not his proper name. The name is not revealed yet, because he has not taken on a permanent abode, a permanent tabernacle, a permanent manifestation as yet, all through the Old Testament. We see that all the Old Testament prophets prophesied by the Spirit of Christ that was in them. We see that in 1 Peter 1, verse 10 and 11. Well, you couldn't see the Christ. The Christ that was in them is how they prophesied and had the unction. Through Christ, Moses prophesied as a prophet there, a prophet that he spake there to the people by the Spirit of Christ. First Peter 1, verse 10 and 11 tells us that. But Peter also goes on and says that all the Old Testament prophets searched diligently into the grace that should come unto us, searching what or what manner of time the Spirit of Christ that was in them. That's the Spirit of Christ. Christ is that Spirit. Christ is the Father. Christ is the Word. Christ is the Holy Ghost. Christ is El Shaddai. Christ is every office of that Spirit. And he says there that every Old Testament prophets searched diligently into the grace that should come to us, such in what or what manner of time, the Spirit of Christ that was in them, when it did signify, testified beforehand the sufferings of Christ. Now, we are told that that Christ is a Christ Junior, but that's not what Peter said. In his epistle he said, Christ the Spirit is Christ, not Christ Junior, when it testified beforehand the sufferings of Christ. So Christ the Spirit somehow or other is going to be Christ that suffers. Now, it seems like that's a direct contradiction because that God, who is spirit, cannot suffer. He cannot be tempted. He has no blood. Then how do we reconcile this? Well, we have to go to the scriptures. How is God going to suffer? How is He, being spirit, Going to be able to shed blood, and if it is to be, then we need to see it in the Word of God. Well, it's very simple. There is prophesied by the prophets, according to their testifying, that in Isaiah forty three ten, thus saith the Lord. That Lord is the Lord Jehovah God Almighty, the Invisible Spirit, capital L, capital R. F-O-R-D, that is, the Lord Jehovah God Almighty, then He says, You are my witnesses, thus saith the Lord, that invisible Spirit of God, the Father, the Word, the Holy Ghost, El Shaddai, Elohim, the Lord Jehovah, Yahweh, and my servant whom I have chosen. Now, definitely, we've looked at that in the natural mind, in the natural thinking that if God, the Spirit, chose uh, the servant, that obviously, that would be another person. It would be another being. But when we take a look at what God said, we have to understand that we have to lean not to our own understanding, but literally, believe what God testified of Himself. And he says in Isaiah 43, 10, you are my witnesses. Thus saith the Lord, that invisible spirit of God, the Father, the Word, the Holy Ghost, God Almighty, Yahweh, the Lord Jehovah, Elohim, and my servant whom I have chosen. That is, seems like another person, seems like another being. As he chose him. But God says that you may know have the knowledge of it and understand he wants us to understand it, and believe me, won't you to know, understand and believe me, God said that is we have the knowledge of it that we are to believe God and to fully understand the Godhead, not some mysterious thing that this just cannot uh, be. Comprehended in the Spirit. He's telling us exactly who He is. and That you may know and understand and believe me that I am He. Now that's radical. I am He. That is the revelation of Jesus Christ that God gives us in the last book of the Word of God. And we haven't gotten it, we haven't got it that thus far. So, the last book in the Word of God, for those that do not know who He is, to have the knowledge of God, and to understand it, and believe God, that God says, I am that servant. I'm that servant that I chose. Now, that's radical. It goes and denies all human understanding. But God said it, and he is a self-existent eternal spirit of God and all knowledge and all dignity and all uh, being and knowing all things says, I am that servant. Now, How can we miss that? Well, we get to thinking, well, let's have a, a debate. Let's have an ecumenical council. Let's have a synod and let's kind of beat it out. And we'll make our own doctrine about how this fits together. But God's already said it. He said, you are my witnesses, the true witnesses of God. Thus saith the Lord, that's what God said, the Lord Jehovah God Almighty, testifying of Himself, and my servant whom I have chosen, he chose that to be his permanent abode, his permanent tabernacle, his permanent manifestation, That you may know, believe me, and understand. He wants us to believe him and have the full understanding of it. That I am he. God is that servant. Before me, there was no God formed. This is what God said. God formed himself a body of flesh and blood. There will be no other. He said, before me, there was no God formed. Neither shall be after me. Now, there is only one God there. There's not another. And when we take a look at that in Isaiah, he very simply states that as we look at Isaiah 43.10, he said that you are my witnesses, quoting Isaiah 43.10, and we'll go through uh, verse 15. This is the word of God. I am quoting the bible some have not read the word of god so that you may know that i'm quoting the word of god reading directly out of the king james Version. this is what god said and testified of himself in his own manifestation his own tabernacle his own revealing of himself he said you are my witnesses this is isaiah 43:10. you can take your bible and read it regardless of what uh, translation you're using, it will read the same, that you are my witnesses, thus saith the Lord, capital L, capital O, capital R, capital D, that's the invisible spirit of God, and my servant whom I have chosen. Certainly that sounds like another person. That you may know and believe me, believe God, not seminaries, not synods, not ecumenical councils, not different groups of people and different denominational groups. Believe God. That you may know and believe me, God said, and understand. I want you to understand it. When somebody says this is a mystery that cannot be understood, well, they came directly against what God said of himself. God said, I want you to understand He said that in Isaiah 43, 10. I want you to believe me and understand that I am he. I can't get any clearer than that. That dispels the trinity, that there is no trinity, that God says, I am that servant. And he tells exactly how he did it. Before me, there was no God formed, God formed that means that God made himself a body of flesh and blood and it's not a different person it's the same person that before I am he before me there was no God formed neither shall there be after me there'll never be another even I am the Lord. Look at Isaiah 43, verse 11. I, even I, am the Lord, who the servant of God is the God formed. And he says, and beside me there is no Savior. Many will say, well, Jesus is standing at the right hand of God when Stephen was stoned and therefore is a physical glorified man standing at the right hand of God thinking that there's a throne of Jehovah and then Jesus is at the right hand of God. But that right hand is not a physical right hand. He did not use that physical right hand, he used the Greek word dexios, which means uh, and elevated, or exaltation, there being the man glorified to what? To a quickening spirit. Not a uh, glorified body of flesh and bone, but the glorified man Christ Jesus has been made a quickening spirit. You'll see that in 1 first, first Corinthians fifteen forty-five. But those that are having a problem to find this last-day work of God in the primary, basic, foundational truth of who He is, to understand, believe God, and to know Him, to know Him that in the revelation of Jesus, that there is no other God, Isaiah stated it point-blank, not missing it, as well as the other prophets as well as Jesus Himself stated that I and my Father are one. We're the same. John 10, 30. That's not a union. That is the same Spirit. He stated then there, in John 8, 24, when asked, Where is your Father? Jesus stated, Except you believe that I am He, you shall die in your sins. And that's radical. Somebody said, well, believe. We believe on the Son of God. We're saved. Well, if you, Jesus said, you believe on me, him that believeth on me, you don't believe on me. You believe on him that sent me. That is on the Father. Jesus said the words that I speak, I speak not of myself, but the Father that dwelleth in me, that's his words, the Father that dwelleth in me, he's the one doing the works. John 14. The works, heal the sick, cleanse the leper, raise the dead, cast out devils, on blind eyes, loose the dumb tongues, the lame the kept it growing free. Blessed is he whomsoever is not offended in me. Believe me, Jesus said, that I'm in the Father and Father in me, or else believe me for these very works sake. I'm showing you that if I, with the finger of God, cast out devils, know ye the kingdom of God's come nigh unto you. So in all the revelation of Jesus, the last book in the word of God being the final last day preaching of the gospel to all the world for witness to all nations. And then the end will come will be to reveal Jesus that he is the great I am that I am. That he is the Lord Jehovah God Almighty, the Father of glory. That he is the Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the ending, which is, was, and is to come, the Almighty God. There's not another. Referencing Isaiah again in Isaiah forty-three ten through 15. Please read it. Because this is the foundational truth of which everything is built on. Not only did Jesus state it, but also the apostles stated it. When you see Paul tells us exactly the same thing as Isaiah did, we see in Philippians 2, 6-8 through 8, that Jesus, who being in the form of God, Spirit, the Lord Jehovah God Almighty, Elohim, that he said if he did not think it robbery to be equal with God. Thought it not robbery to be equal with God, not made equal, to be equal. Always has been, always will be God. But made himself, God himself, of no reputation. That parallel scripture is Isaiah 43, 10 through 15. Exactly the same no difference in revelation is this, is that truth that jesus christ the man the servant the god formed is the lord jehovah god almighty we see that in philippians 2 6 made himself of no reputation the spirit of god god himself jesus the lord jehovah god almighty made himself of no reputation, took upon him the form of a servant, made of no reputation is a kenosis, put a self-imposed limitation upon himself, making himself void for one reason, a man lost it, a man of Adam lost it only, a man of Adam can redeem us back, must have a kinsman redeemer. That requires God himself to humble himself, And not work as spirit, but work as a man, but it's God's own body. It's God's own flesh. It's God's own manifestation, not another, not a second person of the Godhead. And that's what is being revealed through all the world now, for those that have an ear to hear. That's the basic foundational truth that no other foundation can be laid than what is laid which is Jesus Christ. We know that Christ is that Spirit. We see that in First Peter 1, verse 10 and 11. He is that suffering Christ, one and the same. That's what God is saying here. The Lord, Jehovah God Almighty, the Father, is saying that He is the one that's going to suffer. Paul said, that he made himself of no reputation. God himself did. The Lord Jesus. To take upon him the form of a servant. That's how God uh, literally formed himself, a body of flesh and blood. Just as Isaiah 43.10 stated, Before me there was no God formed, neither shall be after me. Not after us, after me. There's only one God there. And Paul said uh, That Jesus, in the form of God, made himself of no reputation, laid aside his glory, took upon him the form of a servant. Isaiah 43.10, God said, I am that servant. That's exactly, exactly what Paul is stating. That's Jesus Christ. He is in the form of God that made himself of no reputation. That's the spirit of God, the everlasting father of glory, took upon him the form of a servant made in the likeness of men. God found in likeness as a man, found in fashion as a man, humbled himself to the death, the death of the cross. Wherefore God hath highly exalted him and given him a name that is above every name. That at the name of Jesus, that every knee should bow and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is the Lord. Now, there's not two Lords. There's only one Lord Jehovah God Almighty. That is one Lord. There's one body, one spirit, in whom you're called and one hope of your calling. One Lord, not two. Because the Lord, capital L, small o-r-d, that is the man who is that spirit, and the capital L, capital O, capital RD, that invisible spirit, are one and the same Lord. One is manifest, the other is invisible. The Lord, capital L, small o r d, is the man, Adon, who is the Lord, Jehovah God Almighty, revealed. One and the same spirit. That's what you see in Matthew twenty-two forty-two. 42. Jesus stated that. Very few understand it. The Pharisees of that day could not understand it. And the wicked cannot understand these things, but the righteous will. We find that in Daniel 12. The wicked cannot understand these things. Why? Because we have to have a heart to believe. We have to have... A that eye of, of the Spirit open to the truth. If thine eye be single, the whole body is full of light. That's an eye to your spirit. But if thine eye be darkness, how great is that darkness? God is shining that light throughout the world now that there's only one Spirit of God, there's only one God, there's not three persons in that Godhead, never has been, never will be. There's only one person, and that is Jesus Christ. And we find that again there in First Timothy six fifteen and sixteen, Paul stating again, Jesus Christ is the blessed and only potentate, not another. That's a capital P. That's the Almighty, the Omnipotent, who only hath immortality. That's Jesus Christ, entering into the light, which no other man could enter into. That man, Christ Jesus, has been made a quickening spirit. He came in under the law to to redeem us that were under the law. But after he suffered and died, and our perfect, spotless, blameless sacrifice for sin, took the ordinances of that law, and that law separated his spirit but was made of no reputation with it from his own body of flesh and blood that he is and fulfilled his own law as a man, literally glorifying his own person back to his spirit in his own body of flesh and blood. God working salvation in and of himself alone. For God was in Christ reconciling the world unto himself. Well, God is Christ, that's right. So Christ was in Christ, reconciling the world unto himself, Christ. Or 2 Corinthians 5.19, God was in Christ, reconciling the world unto himself. There we find that Isaiah stated the same exact truth in Isaiah 43.10. He said, you are my witnesses, the true witnesses of God. And the two witnesses of Revelation 11 will preach this gospel, this foundational truth. And there's no other foundation that can be laid than what is laid, Jesus Christ. All the seals, trumpets, and vows and the judgments of God will be only to reveal that he alone is God and there's not another. There is no Trinity, three persons. There is no binary, two persons and the oneness doctrine, where the man is not God, but has God in him, it will dispel that also as a false ideology, a false doctrine, a seducing spirit. God is moving in the ones that have an ear to hear, the true revelation of Jesus Christ. Again, the word is literally expands on that truth in everything and every detail that the works and the judgments of god are only to reveal that one foundational truth that jesus christ is the father of glory he is the word he is the holy ghost he is the only god almighty and there's not another there is no trinity there is no tunis the oneness doctrine is a doctrine of error it's a false doctrine the only true doctrine is jesus christ the only true god and eternal life and there's not another when we see there in uh, isaiah 43:10, it so explicitly details how god made himself a body of flesh and blood to redeem us again I'll read it through there. You are my witnesses, the true witnesses of God. Saith the Lord, the Lord Jehovah God Almighty, the Father of glory, the Word, the Holy Ghost, the self-existent, invisible Spirit of God, and my servant whom I have chosen. Sounds like there's two to the natural, normal mind, but it is not so, because God says, uh, this servant whom I have chosen, that you may know and believe me and understand. Have the understanding of it. Not some mystery that you cannot understand. Simply being able to understand who God is and He wants you to know Him and the knowledge of Him. That God says, I am He. No doubt about it. He goes on and says, Before me there was no God formed, neither shall there be after me. There'll never be another. He's the only God manifest. He is a blessed and only potentate. No man has seen God at any time. John 1.18. The only begotten son, which is in the bosom, bosom of the father, he hath declared him. That's a monogamous you. But some translations will have it that he is the only begotten God. monogonese theos. Which is correct. It's true. And some will have it that he's the only begotten one, monogonese, which is also true because there's only one who is the only begotten God, which is the only begotten son, which is the father revealed one of the same, regardless of which way you state it. There's only one spirit. And that body of flesh and blood he took on there, formed himself that in under the law, to redeem us under the law, but after he fulfilled the law in every aspect, being tempted and at every point like it we are, yet without sin, took the ordinances of that law that literally separated his spirit that he is from the body of flesh that he made himself. He literally took the ordinances of that law and nailed it to his cross and broke down the metal wall of partition. Thereby making peace. One and making one new man. Who is the new man? That's Jesus Christ. That blessed and only potentate, the Almighty God. He is that Spirit. He is the Holy Ghost. Just as Jesus stated, I will not leave you comfortless. I will come to you. Why? Because it said, out of your belly shall flow rivers of living waters, This he spake of the Holy Ghost, which was not yet given. Why? because Jesus was not yet glorified. Why? Because He is that Spirit. He is that Christ. You'll see that after glorification, He broke down, uh, after nailing that ordinances of that law to His cross, He broke down that middle wall, that wall of partition that we we found contrary to us, and broke it down, and thereby making peace in Himself His own Spirit with His own body of flesh and blood glorifying his own human back to himself and he states that in that Isaiah 43:10 that you believe me and understand that I am he before me there was no god formed neither shall be after me who is he I even I am the lord and beside me there is no savior there's no thing no other person no other god no other god junior beside me you'll see it again in the in the torah in the pentateuch In Deuteronomy 32, is this not sealed up among my treasures? God's going to reveal that. The sealing there of the treasures of God to reveal who he is. That, see, now that I am God alone, beside me there is no other God. He says in Deuteronomy 32, I know not any. There is no other God, Jr. I know not any. See thou that I am God, and beside me there is no other God. I know not any. I kill, I make alive, I wound, I heal. I, the Lord God, do all these things. That's the Lord Jesus Christ. Acts 2.36, that same Jesus whom you crucified, who is he? God hath made him, the man, both Lord and Christ. The Lord Jehovah God Almighty and Christ the Holy Ghost. He goes on and says, uh, even I, the God that formed himself, that servant he chose, that I, even I am the Lord, and beside me there is no Savior. There's no other one. He says, I have declared and have saved and have showed when there was no strange God among you. Therefore, he states, you are my witnesses saith the Lord, that I, that man, that servant, am God. That's as 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 plain as it can be. And he states it. Yea, before the day was, I am he. That's before creation. And there's none that can deliver out of my hand. I will work. And who will let it? Who will hinder it? Verse 14. Thus saith the Lord, your Redeemer. Who's the Redeemer? Jesus Christ. The Holy One of Israel. No Holy Trinity there. That's what God's revealing now. There's a Holy One of Israel, not a Holy Trinity. God's moving us from these doctrines of seducing spirits into the true God and eternal life, the, those that have an ear to hear. But will they have enough intestinal fortitude to stand for God? Oh, will they stay and their ecumenical councils and synods and and heresies and denominational they stating that there is these denominational doctrines of men that there is a trinity the choice will be theirs but god will reveal in the last days with seals trumpets and vows and the judgments wherein the judgments of god will be manifest in the earth to reveal one thing that he alone is god the holy one of israel the ones that believe it will be saved. The ones that do not will be literally seduced by these uh, spirits uh, and believe the strong delusion and be damned. Second Thessalonians 2. Very radical, very, very profound, and also very truthful. The choice is ours. He says, Thus saith the Lord, your Redeemer, verse 14. That's Isaiah 43, verse 14. Your Redeemer. That's the Lord, Jehovah God Almighty, the Holy One of Israel. He said, for your sake, I have sent to Babylon and have brought down all their nobles and the Chaldeans whose cry is in the ship. Watch verse 15. I am the Lord, your Holy One, the creator of Israel, your king. That verse right alone will preach anywhere in any pulpit in the world that there's only one God, and there's only one person of God. The man Christ Jesus is the manifested God Almighty, the Lord Jehovah, the Elohim. There is not another God, the self-existent eternal spirit of God. There you have it. Will you move? Or will you continue to stay in a Trinity doctrine? God is shaking the earth right now and for one reason to reveal who he is that's the whole judgments when judgments of god are in the earth men will learn righteousness they'll learn who he is that's the whole reason for it this is sealed up among god's treasures and will be revealed in the last days which is being revealed right now to those that have an ear to hear now there's more to come yes there is but we must have first the foundational truth that he is the lord god almighty and which is only one not a trinity and then we can go in from not from the person knowing who he is and understanding and have a knowledge of God, and then go into the work of the ministry, which then builds us a power in him as fellow labors together in the Lord Jesus Christ. But first, we must have that foundational truth: that there is only one, the blessed and only potentate, Jesus Christ. Uh, who man made, both Lord and Christ, Acts 2.36, that he is the blessed and only potentate, who only hath their immortality, dwelling in the light which no man can approach unto, nor see, nor can see, 1 Timothy 6.15 and 16. He is the Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the ending, which is, was, and is to come, the Almighty God, Revelation 1.8, there's not another, God's doing it. Now, there we must stand together. You believe this word, uh, there God dealing with you, you feel the witness of the Holy Ghost with your spirit, then give me a call that so we can work together, Bring this word to the nations, the true gospel of Christ, the gospel of God, the gospel of Jesus Christ to all the world for a witness in all nations and then in the end will come. Need to hear from you, please call, leave a message, and I will get right back to you. My country code is plus one, 746-4885. Please don't procrastinate. Let's work together. I'd love to meet you. And let's work together. God's doing And now, He's in the ceiling of his people in Revelation 7. This is the last of the last days. Again, call, leave a message. I'll get right back to you. I'd love to meet you. Looking forward to it. Plus one, 903 746 Well, we pray God to perfect that which is lacking in each one of us, that we all may be presented blameless at the coming of the Lord, both spirit, soul, and body. Until the next time, this is Brother Dennis Spirit saying, Behold the real Jesus.